right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson, at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534. Or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call the program tonight, 503-225-0860. Or toll-free, you can dial up 866-536-7469. we got a great show planned for you tonight. Uh, you know, I, I said, I think, more or less... Over the 4th of July weekend, Wes, myself, and Dave Paul, who has contributed to a lot of the stuff here on the show, uh, especially when we're going out to Comic-Cons and other events, he went with us as well. We wanted to go see the new Indiana Jones movie. And it was, of course, mandatory because as most of us invested our childhood in this you know, movie hero, I wanted to see the send-off because you know, I was told, and, of course, everybody knows it's the last installment of the film with Harrison Ford. I'm one of those guys that loves to get to a movie and you know, get to a movie early so I can see previews. No, I don't have this thing for Nina Menounos. But still, you don't mind shoulder, shoulders that look like little pointy things. I, I don't know about that. But anyway, what was most odd about this outing, this trailer lineup, Okay. was the juxtaposition of two two movie trailers. One was for Christopher Nolan's film Oppenheimer, which we talked about a year ago, saying, hey, they're going to make this movie Oppenheimer, and you can bet that the reason why they're, they're going to school us on nuclear power, nuclear war, is because we're going to go to, we're going to go to fisticuffs and nukes with Ukraine, right? And so we got Oppenheimer... And then the other is Greta Gerwig's Barbie. Okay. Now, two films. They're going to be released the same day. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Now, while the whole idea of putting both trailers together is seen as a major train wreck, it appears that these two films, playing simultaneously, is going to gauge the overall current cultural temperature in America. And what I mean by that is, is that while Barbie, while the Barbie film is not something that makes for an interesting paranormal story, the idea of programming and taking notes about the programming is, and believe me, Hollywood is going to take notes as to 
the box office tallies. Okay. So, again, it's going to be a toss-up. It's like uh, Barbie versus Oppenheimer. So, the box office is going to show whether or not the country is willing to pay big money to get away into a pink fantasy world with Barbie or a darker story of the Manhattan Project and the story of, of what brought us to the atomic age and what could eventually kill us all as the war continues between Russia and Ukraine. Now, it's said that Barbie is going to explore themes of appearances versus reality. Of course, we live in a world of hyper-reality and things are, well, they're not as they seem. And Oppenheimer, of course, is going to shake us into reality by showing us the power of and, and what can be the end or what could be the end of, of civilization? It's a pink world versus a world of charcoal. Take your pick. You can go see the pink world or you're going to go see the charcoal world. But the direct comparison between the two makes for an interesting clash of film theories and understanding of, of what is more appealing to American audiences, especially in a period where divisiveness and diametrically opposed things or diametrical opposition is happening okay and both films are addressing what it seems to be you know how do you live a meaningful life whether that means considering one's mortality or examining the ramifications of world-changing destructive possibilities the popularity of one film or the other could reflect which of these societal anxieties we're more concerned with as an audience but it also is a bit of a warning as to how a fantasy and novelty of something can easily be shaken in a world of predicting programming. I mean, you ask yourself, and I, I remember back when I first heard that Oppenheimer, I, I had no idea that Barbie was going to be on the same day, but I knew that Oppenheimer was coming, and it, and it terrified me because I was thinking to myself, well, this could mean only one thing. that This is predictive programming to get us in the mindset of to, you know, the nuclear aids, nuclear bombs, nuclear whatever. And what's really interesting is I think, you know, the U.S.-NATO escalation against Russia brings Europe ever closer and closer and closer to the threshold of nuclear war. The more more this goes on, the, the, the easier it becomes to turn it into a nuclear war. And so the political media complex... Uh, puts on a a curtain of silence on this because they don't want to alarm people, especially the European public. They don't want to uh, alarm the European public opinion. They don't want to alarm the American public opinion. All they want to hear is Russia's failing, Ukraine is succeeding. They want to put a smiley face on this war, and they can't do it. So you have a smiley face movie like Barbie, and then you have this darker film juxtaposition to this and you're saying what kind of message are they sending out barbie the destroyer of worlds right it's it's i have become barbie the destroyer of worlds the united states has begun a training program for the ukrainian air force in the use of f-16 fighters several european nato countries participate in this program denmark holland poland norway uh belgium few others other countries have offered to help with the with the training as well. So the same countries are going to supply Ukraine with F-16 fighters. And they are conventionally dual capable, meaning that they can easily be retrofitted to be nuclear fighters. And if we look at the F-16 crafts or the aircraft, F-16 aircraft, they were used 
in the B-6-1-12 nuclear bomb test firing, which was, well, the U.S. had already deployed in Italy, Germany, uh, Germany uh, uh, they have them in Belgium, they have them in the Netherlands. Probably the B-6-1-12 bombs are also supplied by us to Poland. Polish F-16 fighters have been participating in NATO nuclear attack exercises since 2014. So yes, they are practicing for a possible nuclear war. They're already taking that into consideration. 503-225-0860 or 866-536-7469. You are listening to Ground Zero and we'll be back. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.